0: Welcome to the Granary Church Podcast. We're happy you could join us. For more information on the Granary Church, head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the Granary Church. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for the power of the name of Jesus. We thank you though, as we declare your name, Lord, that, that you bring peace and you bring your power. Lord, we thank you that you bring healing Lord, you heal us, our soul, mind, body, Lord, you restore us, and it's by the power of your name. So today, Lord, I just we right now declare the name of Jesus over, over every ailment and everything that's bothering us, everything that would stand between us and you right now, Jesus, everything on our mind, Lord, every circumstance, Lord, we declare the name of Jesus. We thank you that you're here with us, you are present Thank you that you love us in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Uh, My name is Josh. If we haven't met, and um, I've the privilege of preaching this morning and sharing with you, we are currently in this series on sowing love. We've looked at faith and hope, and now love, and looking at as followers of Jesus, how do we love others? You know, we are to love as God loved us. So, how how does that actually look? And we're looking at following God in the way of Jesus and loving others. So so we, we, we're called to do this. And, and today I want to sort of read to, you, read to you a story and um, go through a few things, then we'll pray and go home. Sound all right? Cool. And the power of God will be felt. No, it's like, that's the simple part. You don't know what else is going to happen. All right, if you've got your Bible, um, we're looking in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52, and it is there. As well, So, Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that you're speaking to us today through your word. Lord, we we tune our hearts and our minds to what you're saying. Lord, may we be available and present to you this morning. We thank you for your presence here. Amen. So we we often yeah we worship in church and we talk about talk about God and we, we have all these different attributes and things we like to talk about when we talk about God. We we like to talk about about God's omniscience, that he he knows all things. We talk about his omnipotence, that he is all powerful, he's you know he's strong. We talk about the fact that God is merciful and he forgives us. We talk of his kindness, we talk of his love for everyone, his faithfulness, his generosity. But I think there's one key attribute of God that we we don't often talk about, but we're all thankful for. We may even take it for granted. And it's that God is a good listener. God is a very good listener. And there, there are no formulas to be heard by God. You don't have to have a special phrase that you say. You don't even have to be special, even though you're special. You don't have to be, you know, special. You can be an atheist or a skeptic. Or a believer and you have access to the God who hears. Every one of us has access to the God who hears, and God demonstrates his love for us through listening. We know he loves us because he listens to us. And all through scripture there is this flow of listening of God demonstrating that he is faithful and that he's listening to us. And if you look on the next slide, you can see there is, I mean, there's so many verses. Psalm 40, he turned to me, he heard my cry. Psalm 116, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Jeremiah, call to me and I will answer you. And then we have confidence in approaching God. And we can approach God's throne of grace with confidence. So we know that he hears us. And then I love this, in, when Jesus was about to heal Lazarus, or raise Lazarus from the dead, He's standing there, and he says this, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here, so they all believe you sent me. Jesus knows it. He knows that God is always listening. He's like, I'm just going to sort of kind of break character and say, look, we, we all know what's going on here, all right? And he is so aware of the God who hears, God who demonstrates his love for us by listening. And if we jump back to Mark chapter 10, in verse 51, Jesus' response to Bartimaeus is this. He says, what do you want me to do for you? It could be, what's going on? What's your ailment? Tell me about what's happening. Jesus listens. He demonstrates love through listening. Now, could Jesus have healed him instantly? Absolutely. Like walked up and go, obviously you're blind. Let's heal you. Could Jesus have healed him remotely? Totally, like He knew. As He's walking along, Jesus knows the thing. He could go, well, I know I'm going to cross this blind guy and may heal, heal him in advance, make the day easier. He could have, could have done any of that. Instead, He stops and He affirms Bartimaeus as a person. He allows Bartimaeus to explain to him what is going on and Jesus listens. He listens to whatever it is that Bartimaeus needs, which could have been anything. And so Jesus demonstrates his love through listening. So if God demonstrates his love for us by listening, would he not ask us to do the same? So I guess today, my question for you is, how's your hearing? Some people it's all right. Some people not so. Got two, two things I want to show you. Number one, two, I love memes, but this one, yeah, I listen to the voice of God for direction in my life. And that might take you a few seconds. His ears are on top of his head, all right? Headphones, anyway. And then the second one, which particularly if you are in a relationship, you weren't even listening just now, were you? What a weird way to start a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and like, as an extrovert who loves to talk to people, honestly, it can be difficult to listen. And, but this is not an extrovert versus introvert thing because it's actually not about personality. It's about pausing to listen. Actually giving my attention to something. Not, yeah, introvert, extrovert, ambivert, whatever you want to call yourself. But being present to God and present to people. Now, my dad, sorry to embarrass you, dad. My dad can't hear super well. And, um, and he lost hearing in his right ear a few years ago and never recovered it. So you have, what, 50% hearing. Whenever... I walk along with dad. If I'm on his right side, he'll quickly jump around so that I'm on his left side so he can hear me. He positions himself to hear. And when we have dinner as a family, dad will always make sure that he is seated on the corner where his ear can hear everyone. He will position himself to hear. And it's interesting because in our family, we have a few loud talkers. Maybe, not, not just mum, me too, Caleb, you know. Um, and then there's my boys and they like, you know, sort of just after attention. And it's funny because the person we want to hear most from is the one who sits quietly positioned in the corner of the table ready to listen to everyone else. And God is such a good listener. He is such a good listener that we are desperate to hear his opinion. We're desperate to hear his voice because God is always listening and he demonstrates his love through listening. But because he listens so intently, we want to hear what he has to say. Unfortunately, Christians kind of often do the opposite. We don't listen well enough and people wish they'd never opened up in the first place. I lived in England a few years ago, and um, it was about a year after my brother, Sam, had passed away. And we were in a new church, new friends, new people, didn't know anyone when we moved there. They didn't know our experience, didn't know anything about us. And we were in this connect group, and I still remember vividly sitting at this dining table in someone's house with a few guys. And I was like, I've known you for a little bit. I I I think I can open up and share with you about my experience, share with you just the the hardest thing I've ever been through and just how I'm carrying that 24-7. And it took great courage to share. And I still remember two things happened the moment I shared. First of all, I was instantly offered advice. And second, I immediately regretted talking to them. And I sat there going, how do I get out of here? Like there's a door behind me, it would be kind of weird just to go, peace and just walk out like but do do you know what I mean have you experienced that before and you go I should have kept that one to myself and you the things that we carry so dearly people can cheapen so quickly I was um years ago doing chaplaincy training and uh as part of my role that's sort of what I do and um and we had this whole day an entire day where basically the message was don't give advice don't give advice. Pretty much like all day, don't give advice, don't give advice, don't give advice, don't give advice, don't give advice. And got to the end of the day, I'm like, don't give advice. I've got it. And I hopped in the car and a friend called me and he's like, mate, I need some advice. And I was like, in my head I'm like, don't give advice, don't give advice, don't give advice. And then he was like calling up about a job and he's trying to work out do I, you know, different job opportunities. In my head I'm thinking, this is obvious, I know exactly what you should do. But I'm like, don't give advice, don't give advice. So I, I listened to him and um, Talked and asked questions. What do you think you should do? Talked, talked it through. And it was actually great. The whole time, I remember this whole drive, just like, don't give advice, don't give advice. And in the end, he actually did what I would have said, told him to do, but I never told him to do it. He actually, and he's, you know, great career move, but didn't give advice. He owned, he was able to own it. And the two, um, actually, with, without listening, speaking no longer heals. Henry now said this without listening. I'll say it again without listening, speaking no longer heals. And our words become worthless because they haven't given anywhere our, our attention. And, and I want to look at two big enemies to listening. I guess if you want to show love through listening, if you want to love in the way of Jesus, following God, loving as He has loved us, I guess these are the two big enemies Now, there's lots of enemies to listening. There's, there's distraction and there's hurry and there's couldn't care less. But two of the biggest enemies to being a good listener are pride and fear. Now, pride looks like this. When, when someone is speaking, I already know what they're going to say. I, I, I know their experience. And people might say things like, you're experiencing deep grief, and someone says, I understand. I experienced the exact same thing. And you're like, you have no clue. You, you have no idea what that person meant to me. You've got no idea. And, and so pride actually often means we, we speak out of turn. We say, I understand. We anticipate what they're going to say. We give cheap responses. Jesus said they'll know us by our love, not our opinions. And so often as a church, we're known by our opinions and not our love. In Proverbs it says this A fool takes no pleasure in understanding But only in expressing his opinion And the other night I was With a friend who Who actually His, his dad passed away this week and, and he said to me Sometimes it's easier to talk with people Who aren't Christians Because they don't try to offer answers And I was like Yeah I fully agree Hmm <laughs> The other one that we can have is fear. And when someone's speaking to us and sharing, sometimes we can fear their ideas. We can fear what they're going to say. Ebony always thinks I'm quite funny. It's good. We fear what's going to happen. We, we might fear the result. Like someone's sharing and opening up with us, and, and we fear. We, we're sitting there going, well, I need to jump in. I need to tell you my thoughts. Like, I need to... I need to confront you on this or I need to correct you on this or I I need to fix this because I am worried. I'm feeling fearful. And how many times have I gone to God completely wrong? Like, you know, I might be doing the wrong thing or have the total wrong idea about a situation but I go to God and in His mercy He listens to me before He says anything. He doesn't tell me His opinion. He doesn't just correct me. He doesn't rebuke me. He listens first. He takes time. And before Jesus heals, he listens. Mark 10, he says, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus listens first. Uh, David Augsburg, a theologian, said this, being heard is so close to being loved that for the average person, they're almost indistinguishable. Being heard is so close to being loved that for the average person, they're almost indistinguishable indistinguishable we show love through listening and i'll tell you what you can take a load off because it's the holy spirit who convicts it's the holy spirit who out of his kindness leads people back to him not your clever words not the clever one-liner that i came up with and i'm like i've got to tell you this can i go to sleep unless i tell you this have to have i have to let them know but no actually no you don't you have to be present with someone be there and listen I had the privilege a few years ago of sitting with a, a young person who was struggling with their gender and um and going through like inner turmoil and for some reason trusted me. And honestly it's a it's an incredible privilege. And did they need my opinion? No. Did they need my advice? No. Did they need me to listen? Absolutely. And this is the amazing thing that happened. As I was able to sit and listen, I was able to learn and understand their experience. I learned things that like when we say, God loves you and he has a plan for your life, that they sit there and think, what sort of plan could he have for me? Or God made you just the way you are. And they would sit there going, well, he really stuffed up, didn't he? And by listening... I was able to feel the heart of God for this young person, feel compassion, and it actually built this relationship of trust where they would amazingly keep coming back, even though fundamentally we probably had totally different beliefs on God and existence and a whole lot of things. There was this relationship that formed, trust. And I still, I still find it quite amazing. And listening unlocks doors to relationship. It sows it's so seeds of love when we listen to people. We give them time and space. And in James 1.19, it says this, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And so this shows, when, we, when we're quick to listen and slow to speak, this shows both wisdom and love. The wise listener is patient, focused. They don't interrupt. They work to understand. They, they don't come with quick fix solutions, even if you don't disagree. Uh, even if you disagree, I mean, they don't come with quick fix solutions. They listen to hear, not respond. Have, have you ever been in an argument with someone and you don't really listen to what they're saying, you just listen for a soundbite that you can grab and you sit there planning what your, your mental strategy, like this is how I will annihilate you in my next monologue. And, and I just like, I haven't heard what you said at all but I'm going to crush you with this line. And the person's like, D- you didn't even hear what I said. And they, like, it's a two-way street. You know, and so often we actually don't listen to understand, we listen to respond. Because pride or fear gets in the way of us listening. I have to be right. I've got to prove to you I'm right. Or I'm terrified that you might be right and I might be wrong. Or I'm terrified of what could happen. Terrified of the consequence. Henry Nowen said this, to listen is very hard because it asks uh, uh, asks of us so much interior stability that we no longer need to prove ourselves by speeches, arguments, statements, or declarations. True listeners no longer have an inner need to make their presence known. They're free to receive, to welcome, to accept. I love that true listeners no longer have an inner need to make their presence known. Have the ability to sit and listen, and, and Jesus demonstrates this amazingly at the table. Now, all through the book of Luke, Jesus there's like there's this food theme that runs through the entire book of Luke. Jesus is either going to a meal, he's at a meal, or he's coming from a meal, I and mean, everything kind of revolves around food. And Jesus would be at a meal with with. The, the greatest of sinners, so like tax collectors and prostitutes and, and everyone, everyone in society were like, these are the worst of the worst. Now, this is provocative. It would be provocative now, but like it, it, was, it was wild back then. It was provocative, even more provocative back then. And Tyler Staten says this, to share a table was the greatest affirmation of their character and the truest and deepest form of intimacy. To sit with someone was to say, I affirm you. I affirm your personhood. I care about you. doesn't matter how it makes me look. I I care about you. And the infinite other, the Alpha and Omega, holy and infallible God, he welcomes us, he welcomes you to his table. And he doesn't tolerate our company, but he affirms our person. He chooses our company. He delights in our presence and he calls us to do the same. If we're to love people, we're to sit with people, to be present with them. And if I'm to be totally honest, I have a whole lot of stories that I could have conveniently put in here that make me sound like I'd get this right all the time. You know, like I could could basically craft a whole message where I tell you all the ways that over all the years of my life I've listened to people perfectly and it wouldn't be true, not even remotely. Can I be totally honest with you? My brother and I have been close our whole life, always shared everything. But a number of years ago, he came to me. I still remember because he he came to me. He's like, can we get lunch together? And um, he wanted to share his journey with me. He wanted to share what was going on in his life. And when he shared what he was going through and how things had changed and whatever, I responded poorly. Like I didn't respond with a listening ear, with a gracious attitude. I responded with fear and I responded with pride. And, and I couldn't say follow me as I follow Christ in this. I could say, like, I've royally stuffed up in terms of listening to people. And I responded out of fear and going, No, no, I have to I have to start to make contingency plans. I've got to, you know, limit collateral damage on the older brother. I've got to protect you and I've got to protect people and and I've got to change things and I've got to tell you what you should do and you should say this and you should do this and and all he needed was for me to shut up and listen, to be present with him. And, and to begin with, I put me being right over our relationship. And I've learned that relationship actually trumps being right. And it's through relationship you actually have a key to build something with someone. And over time, God, God sorts out the, right, the rest. The stuff that I can't sort out, He is the one who sorts out the rest. And God calls us to listen, to sit with people, not to come up with cheap solutions and cheap answers and cheap advice. Advice is cheap, but to sit with someone and listen will cost you. It will cost you you time. It might cost appearance. It might cost what you have, the turmoil you have to go through sometimes. It will cost you. But if we're following Jesus, Jesus talks about dying to ourselves, and I feel like listening is the continual process of dying to ourselves as I listen to God and as I listen to others. And so Thomas Merton says this, and I find this so challenging but so beautiful. The beginning of love is the will to let those we love be perfectly themselves. The resolution not to twist them to fit our own image. If in loving them we do not love what they are, but only their potential likeness to ourselves, then we do not love them. We only love the reflection of ourselves we see in them. And we often just love the thing we see, and I'll change you and I can maneuver things and twist this and make you what I want. And God says, no, I want you to sit with someone and just love them. Just be present, affirm them. And I believe that the, the church has gone through some significant, like church globally has gone through significant changes in the last few years. If we're to become strong out of this, God's calling us to be a people who listen. Like the future of the church is people who listen. We're we're too known for our opinions. And our opinions are often either incorrect or just damaging. And Jesus models listening. He actually doesn't give his opinion. He actually speaks what God speaks to him. Jesus doesn't walk around thinking, I can nail you with this one-liner. He's so in tune by listening to the Holy Spirit that he only ever spoke what the Holy Spirit spoke to him. And so I believe that God is calling us to be people who are listening to the Holy Spirit. That we are positioned, like dad positions himself at the table, that you are positioned to hear from the Holy Spirit, and that you position yourself to hear from others. That you are, that there's a heart positioning and there's a physical positioning of being, I'm able to be here. Now, that requires strong faith. That requires strong tr- trust in Jesus. But it requires humility to be able to go, I'm going to sit and I, I will listen. I will listen. I will not respond cheaply. This friend of mine, actually, he, his, we were meant to see a gig in Sydney. And, um, And he'd actually just lost his father. And I said, are you sure you want to go? And he'd had just a harrowing week. And he's like, I need to go if you don't mind being my counsellor in the car. And um, I had this privilege of just sitting and listening to him. And we talked, I've talked. I didn't sit and listen the whole time because that would have been super weird. But the privilege of sitting with someone is huge. And I think so often we cheapen it by giving an opinion Or we cheapen it by cutting them off and going, I know exactly what you need to do. Or being so fearful of what they're going to say that we can't hear them. But when someone trusts you, trusts you to go, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going through. You have an opportunity because you have the presence of God in you. You have the Holy Spirit to actually sit and bring peace to the situation. You have the opportunity not just to make it you know, sort of a glorified counseling session, but to go, now we are in this moment, you and me, connecting with the Heavenly Father who is so aware of what's happening here and blessing the situation. And, and and I feel like there's, um I guess if you're going to apprentice to Jesus, it means that your voice isn't always the loudest. And as we really die to ourselves, I think there's probably four steps. If you want a simple four-step plan, there's, it's not a four-step plan, It's it's super hard. But These four things. Number one, listen to God. We are in tune with the Holy Spirit, listening to our Heavenly Father. And number two, we listen to others. As we are listening to God, we sit and we are listening to others. But then while we're listening to others, we are also still listening to God. You never stop. And then you respond to his lead. I don't respond to my pride. I don't respond to my fear. I respond to his lead. And if he says, just sit there and listen, then we go, okay, I'm going to sit there and listen. And if he says, say this, we go, okay, I'll say that. I'll follow your lead. I won't jump in based on fear or based on pride. And we need the presence of God in our lives. like We are sinners in need of a saviour. Every single one of us. We need God's redemption and His loving grace working through us because whatever it's us on our own, we will royally stuff things up. Is that right? And how many times are you like well-intentioned, like you have a great heart, you actually want to help someone and you end up saying something and you go, that really wasn't helpful. Yeah, and it's, sometimes it comes from a good place. In Philippians it says, present your request to God and He will give you peace that goes beyond your understanding. And so I believe there's sort of this partnership. As we're with God, we present our requests, He gives us peace. So we become people of peace. You, become, you carry the presence of God with you. You are anointed with the presence of God. Wherever you go, every room you go into will actually become more peaceful because of the presence of God. And as you're sitting with people and they're sharing with you, the presence of God is there and He brings peace. Like as they present their request, their ailment, their situation, their struggle, the presence of God brings peace peace, and you can't manufacture it, but you can allow for it. You can position yourself to allow the presence of God to bring peace. And then we trust that the Holy Spirit will do the work that he will do. He'll convict, he'll sort things out, he'll make things right. That's not my job. My job is to be with people and love them, to sit with them. I felt really, really clearly as I was preparing this that there might be one person, there might be a couple, I don't know, but God hears you. God hears you. There's someone, and I was like so clearly, that you are you're struggling to, to believe that God can hear you, that you, you cry in the middle of the night. And we talk about God hearing, but you're like, God doesn't hear me. And I say, God hears you. He is listening. Sometimes he is slow to respond in our time frame, but he's always on time. God hears you. So... Will you be a vessel used by the Holy Spirit to listen to others and love them? How's your hearing? How's your hearing? Will you allow God to use you to minister to the people around you? Will you position yourself? Maybe it's a heart position. You go, I need to be present to the Holy Spirit. I actually need, maybe today you're like, I need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Because I need to be aware, more aware of Him, more in tune with Him because I don't listen. I jump in with fear and I jump in with pride. Or I just don't have time for people. Or maybe it's a physical positioning and there's someone in your life, you're like, I actually need to sit with them. Like I kind of brush them off or I just don't have time or or I'm, I'm, I'm scared. And God is saying, I will fill you with courage. But will you position yourself to be present, to sit with someone, to love them in the way of Jesus? This morning also, and Paul will bring up the prayer team soon, but um, I understand the prayer meeting, they had this amazing sense that there is an anointing for healing today. And if you come today with something, and maybe it's relational, maybe it's physical, maybe it's, it's something mentally you're dealing with, or emotional, I, I believe that today that there is, there is an anointing for healing, and God wants to bring healing to people. And... Um, do you want to stand up? We're going to pray, and then we're going to worship. So, so how, how's, how's your hearing? Maybe today you go, I'm not, I'm not hearing God, and I need to be positioned to be able to hear the voice of God. Maybe like I'm not, I'm not really hearing others. I don't sit and listen. I don't, I don't actually give anyone a chance to speak. I jump in too quickly. Maybe I, I need to position myself. Maybe today you're saying, I need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that I can be present to him and present to those around me able to minister not out of my strength or my pride but out of the power of the Holy Spirit so let's, let's pray Heavenly Father we thank you thank you that you're present you're with us and you love us and I thank you that your call on us as a church is not to be people of opinion but people of love people who bring the presence of God into every situation not just the thing that we think should happen, but we bring your presence, we bring your peace and your power. And it might be as simple as sitting and listening. And so Lord, today, Lord, we, we, we position ourselves to hear from you. And for anyone who's struggling for that today, struggling to position themselves, Lord, I, I pray first of all, you'll, for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. And if that's you today, you go, I need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Would you just put your hands out in front of you, ready to receive. You might say, I need, a, I need Holy Spirit. I need more, more of you. So Lord, I pray for every one of these people. Lord, for a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit. Lord, may they have an increased understanding of your presence, an increased, it's just a feeling of peace right now coming over their whole body. Knowing that you are with them. Lord, that you are the bringer of peace. That you bring strength and power and wholeness. And you're bringing healing now in Jesus' name. So Lord, you yeah, have fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. If you need healing today for anything, whatever it is, you maybe there's someone else you know who needs healing. You can put your hands out as well. Let's let's pray for that, Lord. We lift up every every physical ailment today, Lord. Everything that anyone is is carried in bothering them, Lord. Bad backs and sore ankles and heart issues and colds and flus, Lord. We declare healing in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that you are a healing God, that you love. People and you love to bless them with healing. So, Lord, we declare your healing. We speak the name of Jesus, Jesus over every body. And Lord, may we be people who position ourselves to hear from you, people who are positioned to hear from you, and then positioned to hear from others. Lord, I speak against fear and I speak against pride. Lord, may we be people of humility and people of strength. Lord, I pray your blessing over our church. So as we go forth, Lord, may we be people who listen, in tune with your Holy Spirit, able to bless and love those around us. We thank you for all of your blessings now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our Sunday podcast. If you enjoyed it, either subscribe or follow on the podcast app that you use to keep up to date on when our next Sunday podcast gets released. Have a safe and blessed week.